Bagseed Chronicles. I'm going to take one more off this joint quick. It's got like a lady going, bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bagseed Chronicles. I have kind of a different show for you today. I was ill the past week, so I didn't produce a garden update for you. However, the plants are doing fine, I assure you, and I will update you on the next episode of the podcast. I was fortunate enough to have Evan Wade on from Bong Loads and BS, formerly the Smokin' Okies. So they've he has relaunched that podcast under a different name. And sometimes I have the great fortune of co-hosting it. So if you'd like to check that out, go check out Bong Loads and BS uh, at their website or on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Uh, the following content is also going to be uh, over there at Bong Loads and BS. Um, this audio is going to be aired on both streams. So feel free to go and check it out there but i would hope you'd stick around and listen to it here anyway much of a less formal format over there a little less cannabis focused and i think you'll find that this um episode of the podcast has a lighter cannabis focus we talk about music we talk about art we talk about recovery from drugs and how cannabis can be useful in that so if that sounds interesting to you stick around and enjoy this wonderful interview with evan wade from bong loads and bs all right hey everyone welcome back to the bag seed chronicles but today it is not only an episode of the bag seed chronicles it is also crossover content with bong loads and bs speaking of bong loads and bs we have evan wade here from bong loads and bs you'll notice the rest of the crew is not here because when you need to take territory you use a a marine but when you need to hold territory you use a soldier that's how we learn and they're not here to defend themselves so here we go Welcome to the Bagseed Chronicles, Evan Wade. Thank you, Dig Dig. I appreciate your Uncle Dig. I I appreciate that. Thank you for immediately referencing the thing that I would hope we could just gently glide through like a graceful encounter. That's no lube for you, sir. No lube for me. That's 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 how I run it, man. No lube commando all day, every day. And already this is capturing that bong loads and BS bag seeds and BS vibe because we're already into the sex jokes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're being we're being dirty boys over here. What have you been what have you been token on today? I know you've been working, but you just got off. What, yes. did, what did you start your off time with? I am taking a half day to pursue video and audio projects, such as this episode of Bagwoods and BS. And I went to a dispensary called Nice Dreams Collective. And through the means of time travel, you're actually gonna hear about this meeting before you hear this conversation that y'all are listening to right now. But I did save this for this recording. I've got a joint of what the owner assured me was a very strong sativa. It even oh, cool. says it in big red letters there called Shangri-La. Okay. I've smoked that before. And how, how was your opinion of it? Uh, I don't necessarily care for sativas and it Fair. made me paranoid and uncomfortable. So uh, it, it, it did what it was supposed to do. It did what sativas do to me very well. So I right. think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, p- paranoid and fucking whatever the other word you said, paranoid and unstable are basically my modes of operation. Oh, uh, so. perfect! But it's gonna just it's gonna ha- enhance that flavor for you. No, I, I always I, I'm I'm looking forward to one day hopefully 
um, whenever that whenever the price of fuel goes down, maybe coming out to Oklahoma. But as it is now, man, plane tickets went back up to more than five hundred dollars to go anywhere oh. good. My boss just paid close to nine hundred dollars for round trip airfare to uh, Atlanta in the middle of uh, like not like a long time from now, like two months from now or more. Nice. <clears throat> Right. So now that we're, yeah. So that I agree with you. Oh, do you need, sorry, my bad. No, you're good. I'm just silencing my phone. I'm being rude. I forgot to do it. God uh, damn it. Ah, 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 ah. That's great. Hold I on. love it. This is the this kind is, of, this is embarrassing. Okay. It's silent now. There we go. We're going to leave that in too. No editing in podcasts. I'm super, I am super, super glad that you brought that up though, because I'm going to be going on a trip as well to a place. And this allows me to drop that. Like oh, cool. back before, back before I was gainfully employed, I always heard people talking about going on like flying on business trips. And I was like, that must be an important person. So now I'm going to both use this social media opportunity to gloat about going out of flight and let you all know I'm a piece of shit. So you, you can fly too. <laughs> yeah. You just got to save up enough money to get on the plane and then they can't stop you. And if you want to get a resume to a company and you don't think you're qualified for the job, like to a company that'll let you fly, then you uh, just lie on it. Yeah, I uh, I don't know about that. I'm not a, I'm not a working I'm not a working man anymore. I am a gentleman oh, of leisure. I'm sorry, I was joking. I'm just I'm just moving right, but blazing right past it. Uncle Dig didn't get the joke again, so he's like, all right, <coughs> cool. That's the thing he said. Moving on. <laughs> no, so um, what are you smoking on? Yeah, so I had uh, a little bit of Jaeger, which is what I think I talked about smoking last time. Uh, before this show and then i had a, another joint of cbd dutch tree this morning so i'm i'm comfortably two joints in this morning so i'm happy legit and then uh are you are you guys doing anything in the garden or are you taking the year off <coughs> we are working out our living situation our thing right now oh, yeah. is we don't want to i'm gonna take one more help this joint clear uh we we don't want to be in a situation where we might end up moving in six months and then we got these plants that we're kind of you know, we're almost done. So yeah. once that's finalized, like one of the big goals is to get a grow going, but until yeah. then it's just kind of on hiatus. That makes sense. If you can't stay in one place very long, it's hard to grow and it can take a while to get everything set up anyway. It so wonder how the Roma people grow weed. Oh, you know, I've actually like really thought about that. Like what would I, how would I grow weed if I was a van person? Right. And, uh, it's it's a challenge. I think you'd have to like make a constantly powered closet somewhere and you and you could only grow like two ounces at a time. It'd be like you'd be space a base bucket shit. Yeah, like really space buckety type stuff. Um, I mean, I, I totally wasn't even being sarcastic when I said that. Like that's interesting to me. I don't know if uh I don't know if this is the incorrect term, and I'm sorry if I got it wrong, but like Irish travelers or like the Roma people, like you know, I just because they are nomadic, I always kind of wondered like and they bounce around how they grow weed because you know they do they weed. grow weed i mean you would think man they're like a fringe society on the further they're like on a group on the fringes of society you think they have to grow weed you i don't know though man because like a lot of the people like who are fringe people that grow weed they the way they get away with it is they go out really remote it's not that they're mobile it's that they're so far away from everybody else i feel like i think i just can't i like here's what i'm saying like why, why are you growing it for for consumption like I could see that, but like, I don't know. I just don't know anything about that culture really. Uh, it's it's, I'm going to look more into it. Whenever I searched Roma uh, cannabis culture, not much popped up, but then whenever I searched, which is not the preferred term, uh, cannabis culture, uh, 
there's at least a strain called Jibisi and stuff like that. So I will know about this next we talk. Oh yeah. Well, and it's funny, you know, I, I, I'm more familiar with their boxing culture than their drug culture, mm. if that makes sense. And their music, their music's apparently pretty good. Um, I've listened. Is that like uh Gogol Bordello type stuff? Yeah. Style? Like not for me. I think you might like that actually. I love Gogol Bordello. Like, <laughs> I, I have, a, I have, I have, a, I have, okay. It's not my record. It's my partner's record, right. but we have a record in the house of Gogol Bordello. Respect. You know, we, we really enjoy them. Um, I enjoy, I enjoy a lot of like global music. I did more right. when I was younger. I've been on a pretty like hard, like pop and like gutter punk streak recently. What about the uh, Peter Gabriel classic in your eyes? That's, that's a, an example of world music. I'm just being an asshole now. Sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Like, I'm, first of all, um, I'm not super familiar with that Peter Gabriel song. Um, it's got two, like a lady going oh, by two that. I, I'm not the only song I know by Peter Gabriel. Um, I missed the point for me. I thought it was a romantic song, and it turns out it's kind of a nihilistic song. Which, but what the uh, what what is it? Um, he he's like he's like uh, God. What is it? We're talking about music now. Right? Sledgehammer. Yeah, I know, right? No, uh, it's the slow one. I'm probably wrong. Peter Gabriel. Got Sledgehammer. We got um. What's the other sense? He had another big one. Oh, uh, is it the Book of Love? Okay, I don't know that one. Oh, well. see, I'm a I'm a sap, and as a sap, the Book of Love really gets me in my sappy okay. saps. Um, and then someone told me, "Is like, have you like, I, you're you're are you hearing the lyrics?" And I'm like, "No, it's just a sentimental song." And I listen to the lyrics. I'm like, "Fuck you, God damn it!" What's it What's it about now? I gotta know. Uh, let's 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 do a deep dive. Okay, since our uh, concept Sorry. project is done, um, ah, on hiatus. On hiatus. Okay. Um, I'm looking for the lyrics. The book of love is long and boring. No one can lift the damn thing. It's full of charts and facts and figures and instructions for dancing. Ah, okay. Fair. And I see all that sounded great to me. I'm like, yeah, boring. Like I don't have to worry about getting an STD love. Right. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's like dependable. Right. I don't know. Like to me, that sounds good, but apparently not to Peter Gabriel's avant-garde ass. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I've got another Peter Gabriel story, but I will save that for the side project because there's another. Uh, God damn it. OK, I'm high. Let's just go for it. And we'll see where this goes. Dig. OK, just keep uh, talking about music. Uh, are you are you familiar with the Peter Gabriel classic Salisbury Hill from the movie like Vanilla Sky? No. OK, then this isn't going to be nearly as interesting to you. So listeners, that song is about Peter Gabriel seeing a ghost. And if you read the lyrics, it's about a, a real experience Peter Gabriel had allegedly seeing a ghost. So thank oh, you. Oh, is that kind of like Kesha's song where she fucked a ghost? I don't know, but that sounds hilarious. It's not. It's a beautiful love song. I'm looking it up right now. Ghost. I did. Oh no, no. Go to the bone zone. There's actually a song apparently with a ghost. Are you, are you confusing Kesha with the movie Ghost starring Patrick Swayze? No, no, no. So, Supernatural. Her song Supernatural is about sexual experiences with the supernatural. I think. I'm with uh, it. I'm with it. I, I've always loved Kesha. I uh, so I I like punk rock a lot, um, but I also really, really like certain kinds of like pop. And I really like it when pop stars, particularly female ones, mm-hmm. um, push people's buttons. Right. Yeah. So cool. like even though like musically Miley Cyrus for was whatever when she was going through her like I'm doing club drugs phase. 
Right. I was just enjoying that just in deep in my punk rock soul. Everyone flipping out. But she was so pure. And I'm like, yes, she was. (laughs) It's kind of like I enjoyed Game of Thrones more because of how everyone felt about the last few episodes that made it better for me because I enjoyed the last episodes. It was trash compared to the rest of the show. But how else were they going to tie it up? Like they had run out of George R. R. Martin material because, right. you know, well, <laughs> I'm going to those dudes half assed it in a lot of ways. And they the did game bowl George, was awesome. I don't care. I don't care. They had, awesome. I mean, that, you know, that was something. But like the 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 writers half assed it and they had George R. R. Martin's notes. They could have worked with them. Like there's a reason that their stock just plummeted to the point that they weren't allowed to do any more Disney shit. And uh, so on after that, like they completely good. Fuck Disney. And, and there's a whole story behind it too, where like at least one of those producers is like a super rich trust fund kid who basically founded his own media company because he likes the book so much or liked. Mm-hmm. And then like the story kind of goes, maybe by the end of it, he was just tired of his toy and wanted to do something else. Yeah. So welcome to our entertainment slander podcast. Yeah. Hey, um, here in a minute, we'll, we'll be talking about shit about Texas. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, anytime. Every word I say is a middle finger to Texas. Well, it's important that Texas understand that they suck. Right. From a cannabis perspective that I'm sure like, and you know what? Honestly, Texas, I was going to give you props, but your Mexican food, but you know what? It is, it is not 2007 anymore. You can get good Tex-Mex outside of Mm -hmm. Texas. You can even get Whataburger in Oklahoma. Right. So, honey, <laughs> we don't need you anymore. Right. And I, it, it makes me great. It brings me great joy to see whenever the Whataburger is not full, which is not. It usually is because people here are traitors. But so good, man. I, not for me. Not for me. I'm not big into beef. I had a I had a mushroom experience that made me think about meat and like not in a, like a compassionate way, but in a this shit's really gross way. And it makes mm-hmm. it hard for me to eat large, thick meat patties, which is a gay joke. Oh, you know, you know, but, you know. Here's the thing about a Whataburger. Have you eaten Whataburger recently ever? Yeah, no, I've had it. And I, I, I do like when I'm in the mood, I like their avocado burger. Like, it's it's just it's not like it doesn't meet the hype. Okay. see, I think a lot of that stuff is a nostalgia trap. Fair. Like, I don't I don't I don't eat McDonald's. I'm not Hey, audience. I'm not comparing Whataburger to McDonald's. I'm just making a comparison about the emotional place mcdonald's breakfast blows whataburger's breakfast right out the ass sorry please continue untrue and slanderous and i think if we took this to court i would win is it brahms that has the extra shitty breakfast i apologize for the slander so i don't mean to detract i I feel like whataburger actually probably has like a pretty extensive breakfast i'm not sure okay maybe i'm wrong i don't know but here's the other thing at whataburger you can get a burger at six in the morning bro yeah, that's fair. That's a thing you can do. It. They're not like, oh no, we're not making burgers. It's fucking pancakes and bullshit. Like McDonald's, dumbass. I want to. Mm-hmm. I'm here for a burger. Fuck. It's ten thirty. I wake up early. It's lunchtime. Get with it. You want to hear? I'll tell you something about McDonald's and breakfast. And this is something that I that I addressed on the podcast way early. And I, you know, I kind of sound like I'm shit posting here or whatever you want to call it on the podcast, uh, being ironic. But I mean it. I mean every word of this. So uh, back in like 2020, I don't know if you remember, but a little thing called COVID happened. And uh, back in happened, this is happening, will continue to you happen. Know, well, I, I've been told the pandemic's over, but, you know, that's ironic. Sorry. People have um, been telling people that the last Beatles career is over for 10 years. And Paul McCartney still gets his old ass up on stage and makes money proving us all wrong. So you yeah. know what? I don't I don't say it's over until Paul McCartney's dead. 
Okay, touche. And I'm so fucking stoned on this edible shit I took before. So what was I going on about? Please. Oh, uh, something happened wow, in 2020 bad. called COVID. COVID. Oh, right. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. And this was back in the time when I was pretty heavily addicted to, to methamphetamine. And like once every couple of days, you would have to eat like once every two, four days. Okay. And usually yeah. it was my routine. I, I had formed a very close uh, emotional bond with the McDonald's uh, steak, egg and cheese bagel. Okay. And I would go once every three and four days and get that in a sweet tea. And one day during COVID with nary an announcement, with nary an anything, I went to the drive through and that bitch was gone and it hasn't come back. And it fucking kills me to think that the last McDonald's steak bagel I had was the last one I would ever have. And I never even knew it. So, oh, here's a topic that's about cannabis. Speaking of your uh, your drug addiction right. and, and, and the tragedy that is the discontinuation of that sandwich, which right. helped facilitate rock bottom for you. And you decided then and there. No, I'm kidding. So you you no longer do what society considers hard drugs see those right. quotation marks i'm putting around that right so now but you you are using cannabis to aid in your recovery right right, right. Can you talk a little bit about that like what yeah. made you decide to try cannabis that way mm-hmm. and then how did it help you yeah now that we've totally gone away from all this other shit this might that stuff might be matter that you cut out but bongos and bullshit it'll say um so Dude, I can i'm give you the sick whole- i might throw all this up yeah. <laughs> Uh, I hope you don't, because I'm getting ready to tell you the whole wild story since you asked me. Okay. Um, so the, you're 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 not you're far off, but not as far off as you think with the sandwich thing. So okay. around the same time, it started getting really hard to get drugs. Um, I had already burned my bridges with my Suboxone doctor because I kept coming in testing for meth and she stopped buying my lies about, oh, I, uh, I took a, I took ecstasy at a party and it was laced. And I got, I got by with that for like six months because she liked me. And then finally I got discharged from my, my program. And uh, shortly after that COVID happened. And then it was really hard to sneak shit across the border because nobody was coming. And that's where all the speed comes from is down South across the border, mm-hmm. at least where I was. Um, so I was, I spent, you know, a solid three weeks, just like I'm dying. And then I got, I got out of withdrawal. I was like, I gotta, I gotta have something to alter me or I'm going to freak the fuck out. And I was bored and I had all this pent up energy where I'd been laying in bed for three weeks and I was starting to feel like a human again. So I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna drive to Illinois and get some weed. I drove to Illinois and I got one little vape pen. Illinois, or you drove to Oklahoma from Illinois. No, I was in Indiana. At the okay, time. I'm and sorry. I got, I got Indiana and Illinois right, confused. Go ahead. I bounced around a bunch. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not off at all. But, uh, it, it's fully a legal wreck in Illinois. All you need right, is a driver's okay. license. And okay. it's not at all in Indiana. It's decriminalized. And I wasn't carrying shit back and forth across the straight line at all. Just to be clear, that'd be very illegal. No, but, no, uh, no. but what, so I went to Illinois and I got my hotel room and I got my vape pen. And literally I thought, well, I'm, I'm a fucking dedicated hard off speed freak. I'm going to go back on speed. I'm a hard drug user. I can take a hit off this vape pin. I, I hadn't fucked with weed in years at this point. And before we drive to the hotel and I, I hit it in the parking lot and then I got the keys in the ignition and we didn't even get out of the parking lot. And I turned to my wife and I was like, Hey babe, you're going to have to, you're going to have to drive to the hotel. And it was just like a mile up the road. And then like, so as I, and then there's a whole other like side guidance story about how I took mushrooms and tripping kind of really removed some cravings for me. Right. And I do use Kratom to manage my opioid cravings, which is totally legal and legit here. And it's like a cousin of coffee. Um, and that's basically it. I actually moved to Oklahoma with the intent of getting further away from drugs. Um, I was gonna just go occasionally pick up a large amount of drugs and then drive them back, and, you know, just, ha- and then the distance was my stupid addict thinking what was going to keep me 
from, you know, right. Like I wouldn't just drive to Oklahoma or back to Indiana anytime I was out. But anyway, so once I got here and I got my card and I got my shit in order, I found that it wasn't really necessary. And since then between that and like using mushrooms to kind of address some problems and, uh, just having weed for daily maintenance, like it's, it's, I don't even count days and shit because it's really not difficult. It feels like cheating. Okay. Well, I'm glad that, uh, weed is able to do that for you. I'm not a, a Kratom guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had friends who've tried it. Right. Um, but I think that they were using it recreationally. Right. Um, to me, it doesn't seem like, um, a recreant that I'm interested in and I don't, mm-hmm need it medically to help manage opiate withdrawals. Right. So I'm not going to use it. Does that make sense? No, that, that totally makes sense. And I, I, I would feel okay. Like if you were having bad pain due to your issues, uh, I, I, I would not feel like ethically bad about recommending it to you because it's really not on the level of like a painkiller at all, but it does. I've got plantar fasciitis in my heel. And when I take my dose in the morning, be it placebo effect or whatever, I can walk without limping. Yeah. Um, and then it also gets rid of like, so if you're an addict and you're playing like call of duty and your character takes a painkiller and it causes this golden glow around the edge of the screen that causes you to think of codeine in a good way. Yeah. A couple Kratom caps will make that go away and it oh, does okay. it without like Suboxone, which turns you into an emotional zombie. And yeah, so that's what it's for. I uh, think of all like harm reduction strategies. That one's probably better. Um, I, right. I, you know, in an ideal world, we wouldn't be tickling our opiate receptors at all, but we don't live mm-hmm. in an ideal world. No, uh, I, we just don't. <laughs> I, I think that both of us and probably most of the people who would be listening to this probably have the misfortune of at least lacking the proper like cannabinoid receptors or however that works chemicals to the cannabinoid receptors in their brains. And that's why weed makes us feel normal. Oh, okay. That, well, that's I, just my guess. I, I think, um, you know, people, <laughs> I, I talk about cannabis being a panacea. And I think what I mean by that is I have a really interesting cluster of problems that I'm fortunate enough that cannabis kind of helps with all of it. I have chronic pain. I have some, some, uh, I have PTSD. I have a TBI. Um, so cannabis helps with neuroplasticity. Mm -hmm. Cannabis can help with hypervigilance in PTSD. Um, cannabis can, um, help, you focus if you're wired a certain way too. It kind of does yep. the same thing an ADHD med might a little bit, not perfect, I, but I a little bit. Yeah. So I, I think that, oh, and if you want to hear a really interesting like rundown that's a little more detailed and less informal than this, you should I, definitely check out the, uh, the shit list that Evan made about. <laughs> Sorry, that's what I was going into. I just put my joint out. <laughs> you didn't you didn't have to do that man i wasn't even gonna bring that shit up i was just gonna say that's ex- that's exactly it and the, the reason it and this is all my layman research just going online and shit it looks like we're about to hit the fucking timer um so so apparently what my internet research says and what the science says currently is that it it the reason that weed makes you hurt less and the reason it helps you shut off like you said hypervigilance and kind of bear down and focus on one thing is it turns off or it, it, it enhances rather your ability to not care about shit that's happening in the periphery is the, right. kind of the low level way of putting it. And that's super neat to me. And I think a good way of describing it, once you get a tolerance built and shit, it helps you just blunt out shit around you that might otherwise be poking at you. Right. Um, I will say to the listener who's thinking about using cannabis uh, medicinally, dose slow and slow. And I would honestly, I know people are like, smoking's bad for you. Here's the thing about cannabis. At least your first time smoking wears off quicker. 
It onsets quicker. It's easier to dose and it's easier to recover from than an edible. So maybe just the first time, the first time that your brain has THC in it, smoke it quick, straight past the blood barrier. You'll cough a little bit. You'll be stoned. And then in 45 minutes to an hour, you'll already be peaked. And then in another hour and a half, you'll start coming down, man. It'll be fine. But an edible, an edible can be a long nightmare for you. Right. (laughs) And everybody falls to the trap. They think it didn't work. It happens to every single person. So if you, if you, if you are going to do that, um, speak from the experience of uh, several people I know who ended up in the hospital when they didn't need to take the edible and wait a minimum of three hours because it will work sometime in that three hours, take a nap or whatever. You'll wake up stoned as fuck. Yep. You can always smoke more or eat more, but you can never uneat or unsmoke what you've eaten or smoked. Right. By the time you get high, inducing puking will do nothing. Oh yeah. Especially. Yeah. 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 So, so everyone check out Evan over at bong loads and BS check out the shit list. Let's dig too. So is there anywhere that people can plug? You want to plug where people can come find you? Yeah, you can find uh, me and Dig as the occasional co-host do the fucking second man at bungalowsandbs.com. You can find us on Insta at bungalowsandbs. And uh, I'm bungla- at bungalowsandbs, Evan. But my shit, what I do is I just get mad and start bitching about money. So you probably don't want to follow me, but you can. There's all I put pictures of birds, too. Yeah, there is a, a particularly cute uh, dove laying eggs in his gutters right now that we're getting daily updates on. So without further ado, which is an annoying thing I wish I'd never said, but I always say it, that's it. Let's overgrow the world. You can reach me, Uncle Dig, on Instagram, at Uncle Dig. The bumper music on this podcast was produced by Chad Devillier on ukulele. He can be followed on YouTube at ukuleles are stupid or on Instagram at Chadwick Enterprises. Thank you for listening to the Bag Seed Chronicles.